Well, hello. Hope everything has been going well for you since the last time we've spoken. It is Mr. Young. And Jackie. You can find us on Facebook just by searching those words. Mm-hmm. Mr. Young and Jackie, to be exact. And of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, help us spread the word. Tell your friends about it if you enjoy what we do here. Yep. And also, hey, give us that subscribe. We appreciate it. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hit follow on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts and audio. And you know, I love doing this because every time we do and we sit down with these inspirational, motivational people, it makes me look at my life and go, you need to do something more, Jack. <laughs> Come on, get up off your butt. Oh, I'm sure you have a story or two to tell, but today is not about us. It's mm-hmm. about somebody we've actually, interestingly enough, never met before. Never. Because mm-hmm. so far, all our guests, we've had some sort of working relationship or we know from something. Or have crossed paths at an event, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this episode, we speak to one Sophia Jin. Mm. Oh, and if you see her Instagram account, I get a bit nervous sometimes because <laughs> she does all these adventurous outdoor things. Yes. Let's get to know her right now. Here we go. Oh, for the love of life. Well, hello. This is interesting, okay, because the past couple of guests we've had some sort of history with. Right. At least, right? Mm-hmm. But today, it's it's like I'm meeting somebody for the first time. We're making a new friend. Yeah. We, we are meeting her for the first time. Yeah. We just <laughs> like meeting her for well, the first time. You know what I mean, though? Like, it's like friendship hugs and rainbows today. <laughs> Sophia Jin. Yes. Is that what you go by? That is what I go by. Mm-hmm. Jin is not actually my last name. Okay, Jin yeah. is my middle name, and it's Korean. And I use it as my last name to pay homage to my Korean heritage. Ah. Oh, I thought yeah. Jin was like your... Um, Drink of choice. <laughs> Oh, her hip hop name. Oh, oh, right. Do you? Oh no, like her street name. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, do you remember this Chinese rapper called Mm. Jin? Then I realized how young you were. Mm. There's no way you would remember Mm. that. Mm. Speak Chinese. Go. Okay. Oh, please don't. I feel a million years old. Go Google Jin. Look, we just met the woman. Don't make a bad impression. What? Okay. (laughs) Well, back in my day. Oh, jeez. Sophia. So, um. You are half Korean and half British, right? Yes. All right. So uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first thing I did when JK, actually, one of our colleagues at Power 98 yep. Love Songs, right? He was like, hey, you guys got to talk to this gal. She is amazing. She has so many interesting oh. stories, despite being so young. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're not going to reveal her age unless you're comfortable with doing that. I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- that's because you're only <laughs> 21, for goodness sakes. Yeah. <laughs> She's 21. Half. Almost half my age, huh? Mm-hmm. Don't and, I feel Yeah, old? right? Mm. And so well-traveled as well. Exactly. Right? And yeah. we will get to those travels and mm-hmm. all your adventures. We want to hear all about it because I feel a little bit like, you know, at my age, I look at your stuff on Instagram. Yeah, that was the first thing I did. I was like, okay, who's this chick? What she's all about, right? It's like, let's look at Instagram. Yeah. And it's basically videos and pictures of you hanging off cliffs, jumping off stuff. I mean, that's not that's not all I okay, do. Yeah, that is no. a big part of my narrative. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Are you an adrenaline junkie? Would you consider yourself? I use that term because people identify with that the most. But mm-hmm. I don't seek adrenaline. So, like, I don't feel a whole lot of adrenaline when I do things like that. Really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I feel the rush. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily lump myself in with people that chase adrenaline specifically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends are climbers, mountaineers, and mm. base jumpers and stuff. And they always say that if they feel adrenaline when they're doing what they do, bear in mind this is for people that are dealing with with you know a great 
deal of expertise in what they do. But if they feel adrenaline, something's gone wrong. Mm. So I can feel adrenaline if I'm like bungee jumping or it's not something that I do very often. But if it's something that I do regularly, like I climb and mm-hmm. if I climb outdoors, I don't want to feel too much of that rush because right. that means something hasn't gone right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Does it have a negative connotation to it or something? Like I that? No, I don't think it does. I mean, that's I use it in my bio. My bio mm. is, you know, mm. it, it has the phrase in it, uh, adrenaline incurring activities that my mom doesn't like. Right, yeah. And that's funny and I like that. And it's yeah. definitely true. Uh, but I think for people, and the, I'm not in this category, but for people who are professional athletes and mm-hmm. who do things like base jump or skydive or climb, they wouldn't call themselves adrenaline junkies. Right. Mm. Yeah. It is an interesting dynamic that you have with your mom, of course, typical Asian mom. We don't want to stereotype or anything like that. <laughs> Did you see the video? I saw the video. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh she God. just posted an Instagram uh, mm. video where she's basically just doing stuff, right? And her mom's in the background yeah. sort of saying yeah. random things in Korean. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, it is, so I was sitting at my desk working mm-hmm. and it's just my mum kept, you know, drifting by and occasionally <laughs> she had a comment to yeah. make. And this was happening. I mean, this happens every single day. This is my life. Oh, yeah. um, but, and I just thought at some point, I, I'd like to record this <laughs> and then just I will just crop it. So it's basically 43 seconds mm-hmm. of just uh, of me sitting at my desk working and my mum just saying things like, did you remember to put moisturizer on? Mm-hmm. Did you wear your sunblock earlier? Are you seeing anyone lately? <laughs> like, it just... Just drifting around, and she's like orbiting me, and I can't get away from these comments. I just thought I need to share this with people because obviously I split my time between uh, Asia and and Europe, and in London people don't get it the way they do here. Hashtag relatable. (laughs) It is reality. It is the harsh reality. I I love that part where your mom's like, "Oh, my daughter's so beautiful," and then at some point she references like neck wrinkles or something like that. Yes, (laughs) it's an emotional roller coaster. She's like, "You are so beautiful, my daughter," and then it just cuts, and she's like, "Oh." Oh my God, you're getting neck wrinkles Let already. me get some uh, moisturizer or anti-age <laughs> yes. uh, serum for you. So other people did comment on that. And I, I said, uh, yes, this is the, the compliment wrapped in an insult. Yes. Tier one weapon of choice mm. for the Asian parent. <laughs> well, moms are real like that they, sometimes. They really you know? they do. They just tell it like it is. Yeah. yeah. They care, but... Uh, they don't sugarcoat anything. No, no Asian parents don't sugarcoat. <laughs> no. There's a bit in there where she goes, you got to practice some piano while you're here. Oh, and I'm like, for what? I... I <laughs> I'm employed. I'm an adult. I finished grade eight like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went through the typical sort of um, education upbringing. system upbringing here in Singapore, or is it? I, I grew up here. I went mm. to an international school. Ah. So, but you still had to play the piano. Did you have to do I, violin? Did I turned you... six, and I got given a choice between violin and piano. Of course, those are the <laughs> yeah. two. Exactly. Violin and piano. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no drums. No, you know? oh, absolutely not. <laughs> drums and. <Okay>. <laughs> You have Asian I, as well. Yeah, How do you know. not know this? Well, she's younger. I don't know. Maybe times change. Okay. You know, since I was no, in school, things may change. An Asian parent is forever. Okay, yeah. all right. True that. So is your dad the complete opposite, or my? Uh, no. No? No, he, he might as well be Asian. He embraces this yes. whole thing, huh? Yeah, my dad's very international. So ah. he is English, but he was born in El Salvador. And oh, he grew wow. up there in Guatemala and he moved around a lot. He spent most of his life in Asia, actually. Very cool, yeah. very cool. Okay, so then how often, like when did you start traveling when, when you were very young? or? I Yeah, I was born in London mm-hmm. and then I moved to Shanghai and then I moved to Singapore. Wow. And then within that, we were moving schools. and I see. Yeah. But you're technically a PR here in Singapore. I right? am, yeah. This is home for me. So how, this is home. <laughs> I, I felt the moment. I felt the moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how often are you in Singapore? 
it wasn't as frequent the last couple of years because mm. I was at university in London. Studying, yeah? Yeah, I was studying. I got my degree in English literature mm-hmm. and now I plan to split my time pretty evenly. I, I can work from my laptop. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because while I was going through your, I feel like a stalker. A stalker. Uh, I know one you of those, sound it too. Right? Uh, <laughs> while I was going I was doing research for our guest, <laughs> yes. damn it. And I noticed in 2014. <laughs> yeah. At least I didn't like accidentally hit like on a post from like five oh, years ago. No. That's, that's oh, just yeah. the creep. Creeper mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. I was looking through everything. Don't worry. Uh, I noticed your your interests are so varied. It, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. So, okay, there's a section on astrophysics, and then there's a section on Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Sophia, who are you? Yeah. So, okay, hi, I'm, well, so, I'm Sophia Jin. What's going on? I have very wide-ranging interests. And what I do, what mm. I'm passionate about is sharing them. So mm-hmm. I would consider myself a storyteller. I write, I photograph, I present videos. Recently started dabbling in acting. And the subjects of my storytelling are predominantly travel, culture and adventure. Or mm. at least I would categorize my exploration of the world this way. But I, I don't want to conform to a, a, to a stereotype sure. or a norm. You know, we can all do different things. Why just stick to one label? I read somewhere, and I have to ask you, that you said you wanted to be a geologist, a marine biologist, <laughs> and an uh, astrophysicist. Growing up, yeah. Okay, okay. So go- growing up, I was <laughs> always interested in earth sciences, and I started off wanting to be a geologist, and mm. then it was a marine biologist, and it was an astrophysicist, and then I went and got a degree in English literature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things then, change along y- the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> All while jumping off cliffs and kicking bags. <laughs> So, okay, it's fascinating because it sounds like to me you're also in the process of trying to find yourself. So at 21 years old, I mean, at 21 years old, I was barely functioning. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back, go, oh, You that, still aren't. Hey, I what? Mean, gonna- what? <laughs> barely yeah, had a concept of who I was. Do you have a concept of who you are? Like when you say, all right, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. I want to tell these stories from all these different perspectives, right? When, at what age did that idea sort of hey, this is what I want to do, this is what I enjoy doing? Or did it just come naturally and you just went with it? I mean, I struggled growing up because there were so many different things I was interested in Mm. and I felt like I had to pick one thing. You have to pick one degree, you pick one career. But I think we're living now in a more modern time where people are doing so many different things. It's a gig economy. You can do you can do and be all things. In your one lifetime, you can have had so many different careers. Yeah. Um, and I realized that what kind of connected all these things I was interested in was the fact that I was so interested in sharing them, mm. which is why I thought, okay, media is a good outlet for me. So I want to... I want to be involved in this repertoire that I currently am of writing and producing videos and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to ask because I think in this day and age it's very difficult for us. I, I find like a lot of people, the more people I interact with, uh, everybody's always trying to find their happiness. Like where are they happiest? What are they most happiest doing? So I have to ask this from you. Like is it when you're traveling or when you're spending time with family? Like is there a particular time that you're most happiest? Any of the, the any of those things that I like doing. Uh, I think outdoors adventure for me is actually a big part of my happiness. That's a big part of my narrative. I was recently in Switzerland um, producing videos for an outdoors adventure company. Mm-hmm. So I was being filmed like bungee jumping, canyon swinging, stuff like that. Things that people would normally go, oh my God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I love that kind of thing. Like for me, it's like the more exposed the trail, the more clear my mind, like that kind of stuff I crave. I love that. That's mm. my happy place. 
So you're very much an outdoorsy person. I uh, guess yeah, it's safe I, to say. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Did you grow up an outdoorsy person? No, my me and my parents are so different. So uh. I grew up in big cities, London, Shanghai, Singapore. Right. And I do love big cities, mm-hmm. but the, where I'm happiest is in those outdoorsy places. Okay. Um, but it is strange because yeah. it, it wasn't ever an influence in my life. My family always jokes that they took home the wrong child <laughs> from the hospital because yeah. we are so different in that way. My mum being Asian, she worries every time I go out somewhere and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this a mixed parent thing? Because my parents say the same thing about me. Oh, we yeah? took back the wrong child. I don't know. You <laughs> You aren't anything like either your dad or I, or you know, I get it from my dad as well. Like, sure. your mother and I are so different from you. So I think we took back the wrong child. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. That's very reassuring. Appreciate it. So, at what point in your life then did you figure, hey, this is what you know I want to do? I, I, this is where I feel happy. Did you just go on one trip and then realize, holy moly, this is it? I'm feeling my bliss right now. <laughs> I think it was always there, but it mm. took. It, it was difficult for me to think. I know what I love doing, mm-hmm. but I don't see a career path where I can do all these things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I like to climb, yeah. and I like to do my Muay Thai, and I like to write stuff, and I like to entertain, and I, I just, I, I'm like, where do I put all these mm-hmm. things? And so that's why recently I've started just taking more control over my freelance gigs and saying right. I'm going to make videos about this and this and that, and maybe one day I'll have my own <laughs> travel and adventure show and. That kind of thing. I guess what I'm also asking is like, how did you start being an adventurer, if we could call you that? Like, do you mean with social media? No, with like you know jumping off any, stuff. How how I actually physically got around to doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How did you start climbing? I mean, obviously you had to uh, climb, do the indoor climbing first yes. before you graduate to you know. Yeah. Climbing off yeah. the side of a mountain, I stuff mean, like you've that. Answered, you've answered your own question. I started yeah. climbing for climbing specifically. Uh, I'm not an expert at that. Perhaps a better example would be Muay Thai because I've been doing that okay. since, since I was 13. Huh. So oh. I just saw it. Uh, happening okay. in a local gym and I thought that looks really cool and I was in the position where I was able to take some classes so mm-hmm. I did and then I wanted to keep going with it so then I upgraded to training like I'd go on holiday with my parents to Thailand and do some classes there wow. and then I would do some at Evolve here mm-hmm. and I kept huh. up with it when I went to London so I'm, I am in a position where you know, I'm fortunate enough to if I see these classes I can access them right. climbing was I started indoors mm-hmm. um, I, my end goal was I want to climb mountains one day so I started climbing indoors bouldering and only now I'm starting to get into climbing outdoors with the help of friends yeah what was it about because usually at these kind of gyms you have Muay Thai boxing and Brazilian uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so what was it specifically about Muay Thai that you were attracted to and you just kept (laughs) going back for more people ask me this but I actually wasn't I wasn't old enough to have any context awareness I didn't actually choose it myself I I just it was the only one I saw and I thought that's cool I'm gonna do that so I arbitrarily fell into Muay Thai but I'm glad I did because Mm. I look back and I think actually now that I know what I know, I think this is the most effective striking martial art. Ah, okay. Was it like seven years? Seven Muay Thai, years, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do a Taekwondo, considering, yeah, you know. Yeah, because my mom, yeah. No, I, I don't think she, she's not particularly into sports or anything, right. so she didn't really push me in that direction. I see. Yeah. Typical Asian mom as well. <laughs> you know, I remember very yeah. distinctly, she took me to my first uh, judo class. Mm. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> Apparently, I cried, okay? And I never did any sort of martial art after that. Did not pick it up until I was like, what was it, in my 30s, 20s? Okay, Late yeah. 20s, mm-hmm. like, yeah, when I first went to Evolve. Yeah, right. So we might have even crossed paths at some point. Oh, and you that, didn't isn't know that it. Weird? I know. It's so 21st century. Right? You but- stalked me on Instagram. <laughs> we like, crossed paths at some point. Oh, jeez. So modern. Which outlet did you go to? 
Uh, Orchard one is n- the newer. Oh, okay. Oh, so Nola, no, no, you would not, not have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Far East Square kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Different generations <laughs> from different times. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Sophia? She just said it, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Different generation, different time. What about all the science stuff that you were talking about? Astrophysics, for example. I just love what? space. It's so interesting. <laughs> I'm the kind of person I see someone that I'm interested in and I think I have to know more about that. It's like you go down that rabbit no, hole? I go down the rabbit hole. Uh-huh. So before I went to university, I was like, oh, am I going to do physics? Am I going to do literature? I mm. couldn't decide. And then I recently got accepted. I'm not taking this position, but I recently got accepted for a postgraduate uh, position at King's College. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write my dissertation on like the confluence of science and literature in the 18th century. I have no idea what you just said. Is, yeah. It's like Explain. she's speaking Swahili to me right oh, now. Wow. <laughs> well, actually, yes. Um, Explain in common English, please. <laughs> I, Layman's terms. I, it's, it's the same with everything I do. They're so different. The arts and the sciences are so different. But why can't I like them both? Why can't right. I explore can. them both? Exactly. Yeah. The study of arts and science combined together. Oh, that was yeah. brilliant. Is the that, way you just that, put it across. Yeah. Uh, encapsulate what you just... Yeah. So, I mean, no, I think it's kind of difficult when we talk about all these different things that I do. It's kind of hard to pin down, you know, what is the common denominator? The mm-hmm. common denominator is the message that I try to spread, which is adventure as an attitude, like Mm. having an adventurous approach to life and to anything. So take my recent trip to Switzerland as a case study. Obviously, my goal with that particular media was to first and foremost promote the company and its activities, Mm -hmm. to secondly encourage people to get outdoors. But thirdly, and more profoundly, the message that underscores what I believe, like my, my entire brand, my entire psyche, adventure as an attitude. I can go on about that if you... Don't understand. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Looking at me questioningly. <laughs> no, it's interesting that you use a word like my brand because you've obviously had a lot of thought put into this, mm. right? At such a young age. Mm-hmm. I keep going back to this because, you know, I don't know if this is a sign of the times yeah. where people are already thinking about their brand mm-hmm. at 20. One, yeah, right. Man, man, when I was twenty-one, I didn't know shit. I was still trying to figure out school and yeah. like my figure out girls, figure out relationships, <laughs> figure the, you know all these things that people do. And here you are talking about your brand, mm, and mm-hmm. you have a lot of aspirations, obviously. Um, acting being one of them. Is, mm. Would you say that's the main one right now? It's a recent one. I wouldn't say it's the main one. Okay. I prioritize presenting mm. over that. Um, but again, I only recently discovered acting as I only just started doing it, and I thought, this is actually a great social analytical study of humans. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I can actually share stories through this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Do you watch The Big Bang Theory? Yes. Do you like Raj? Because he's an astro... All of them are, aren't they? He's more so with the stars and the sky. Sheldon is all string string theory. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Astrophysicist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's why I asked in particular for... um, So do you spot errors in the... (laughs) In the show. Oh, please, let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, I don't profess to be an expert at any of these things. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's the adventure is an attitude. So mm-hmm. I like this quote that is, attitude is the difference between an adventure and an ordeal. So yes, I, there are pictures of me, you know, in c- precarious places, hanging off the side of mountains, <laughs> but you don't have to hang off the side of a mountain or jump off a ledge to be adventurous. But you can take the way you would approach doing something like that and apply that to challenges in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Like contrary to popular belief, my life is not this one big adrenaline fueled race. Right. I have chores, I have things I don't <laughs> like to do, things that happen to me that I don't like and I can't control. Mm-hmm. But I choose to see them as a small part of the overall adventure that is my life. Because what's the alternative is to to look at your life as this series of things you don't really want to do between short bursts of things you really want to do. You're in for the long haul if that's the way you look at it. Yeah. 
I think the more rigid you are in your expectations, the tougher it is to find solutions and to see new opportunities for growth. So mm. learning to embrace challenges is what makes my life interesting. Right. Learning to overcome challenges is what makes it meaningful. So you're always open to try new things. I'm always right? open to trying new things. Yeah. The bottom line for me is that one unexpected things happen to you and you I mean that that's for everyone. Life is gonna happen to you no matter whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. But you are never powerless in your response. In fact, you're actually tougher than you think you are. And I think the outdoors is a great metaphor for that, which is why I do a lot of things outdoors to yep. demonstrate that. And uh secondly, when you when you start to treat your life as an adventure that's when you really start seeing the value of seeking new opportunities. And this is when you get to really enrich your life and pursue interests. So you you move to another country, you take that job, you meet that person, you book that ticket. Mm. You know, you enrich your life. In life, there are plenty of excuses mm. not to do things. The challenge is to do them. Wow. Well said. I mean, Welcome to my TED Talk. I hear. I know 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds who don't have sort of that... Insight. Uh, insight, yeah. confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, Mindset. Yeah, idea of who they are even. Even right now at my age, sometimes I look at myself going, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Who are you? <laughs> How did you come to this point? Do you just read a lot? Do you watch a lot of motivational talks? I mean, <laughs> how did you become you? Uh, I'm, I'm very self-assured. Mm. I kind of just... I don't think a lot about whether I can or can't do something before I do it. I don't spend a lot of time stressing, thinking, oh, I wonder whether it's going to work or not. I right. just think I'm just going to do it, and mm -hmm. then either it's going to work or it's not, and that I will have dealt, dealt with that afterwards. You know, I can look back on it, but I'm not going to think about whether I can or can't do it before I actually do it. So you're not overanalyzing I don't overanalyze, okay. yeah. All right. Which is an interesting sort of thread now that I look back at some of the interviews that we've done and these people who have, you know, come a long way in their careers, right? Yeah. That seems to be sort of that common thread. Don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. You know, we put so much stress on ourselves, overthink everything, oh, trying to play in between the lines. Would you say that you sort of... you? You step outside of the box, outside of the line. Definitely. Tip your toe mm -hmm. a little bit, see how far you can go. <laughs> exactly. I try and push on all fronts. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't believe in conforming to one thing, to one label. We're three-dimensional human beings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We should be able to do and be as many things as we want to be. So going back to Muay Thai, because, you know, I did Muay Thai. Well, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. You did it for seven years. Did you ever do any competitive I, sparring? I yes. was involved in uh, varsity Muay Thai oh. at King's College London. Okay. Oh. So I did a couple competitions. Yeah, but my family really didn't like that. Right, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you were going to break your nose or something. Yeah. That, that's fine. I'm going to not do this. Instead, I'm going to jump off a cliff. How, how are your parents' reactions to what you do? Like, when you tell them, or do you tell them? Or do you just show uh, them the video after? Do they follow you I, on Instagram? They don't. <laughs> okay. But I do show them things, but I sometimes do show them after I've done it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I recently, when I, I did my first multi pitch climb in Switzerland recently, so we were quite high up, and I told my mum, I made the mistake of telling her before I uh, went that I was going, right. and I was just getting flooded with text. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I'm like, 2,000 meters off the ground. How do I still have service? But my climbing partner's like over the walkie talkie, like, what is that noise? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. It's my mum texting wow. me. <laughs> 
What carrier are you yeah. on? I, that's what I was thinking. That's amazing. I'm up in the service. Swiss Alps. I'm yeah. like, this is fantastic service, but not when I need it. I can just imagine her up there, like with her cell phone, and mm-hmm. she's like full coverage, you know, and then yeah. just trying to do her activity. Five bars. Yeah. I mean, my friend that I was with used to be a mountain guide in the Swiss Army, so I was in very good hands. I made him ah. uh, say over the walk- walkie-talkie that I had, "Right, your daughter is okay. Don't worry." <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Well, it's good that you're such a family-oriented person. I mean, it has helped that I am not at home all the time. Mm. Mm. You know, proximity, it just doesn't make you appreciate people enough. That's true. You get away and then you start to appreciate it. So the relationship with my parents improved when I left home. Okay. Mm. Uh, speaking of home, where do you call home? Because you travel so much and you I go mean, back and forth and all. That. Home is where the heart is. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me throw my pen at you. So that is, it's, it is strange because. I mean, if you want just like a straight answer, I'd say Singapore because my I grew up here and my family live here. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I moved around so much as a child, this sense of home is so diluted. Yeah. Even the fact that I'm mixed, my dad himself isn't he's English, but he t- hardly lived in England. It's, oh yeah. You know, it's it, and on the one hand. This happens when I don't. I don't feel particularly patriotic about any one country. When things like the World Cup happen, sure. I'm like I don't really know who I'm rooting for. Well, it's not like we're in it. Most whoops. No, as things like that, I'm like I just don't really know because I don't really know where home is. But I like that. I think that works to my advantage because home is the sense that I can acquire anywhere really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So is it right. a cliche to say you are a child of the world? Mm-hmm. These phrases like global citizens. Yes. All yes. oh, right. The okay. earth uh, is my home. I mean, if I, have to, if I have to go with that, I take it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what is your next adventure? I am going to Svalbard. Say that again. Sval- Svalbard. So not a lot of people have heard of it. It's not yeah. really a holiday holiday destination. I was going to say it's where? Where? In <laughs> the Arctic. Oh. Uh, so polar bears live there oh, it's right. technically a norwegian archipelago okay yeah and you're going there just for vacation or this is not, not vacation so okay <laughs> um well i would be working with the svalbard tourism board i see and producing oh. some videos there hopefully. Wow. i thought she was gonna yeah. say i'll be working with the polar bears oh, <laughs> well, I was maybe. That. <laughs> there might be one in the back of the shot there yeah like, hey, hey, but that would be amazing right i love when would it though would it really <laughs> i mean in the distance yeah, yeah. depends how close i like when things play along like i, I Recently, when I was in Switzerland, again, I was doing this via Ferrata. So I was like 2,000 meters of the ground, mm-hmm. hanging off the side of the rock, saying, Yeesh. oh, we just we just passed a base jumping exit. So I expect to see someone jumping any second now. Mm-hmm. And the minute I said it, this guy jumped from the base jump exit <laughs> and flew past me. And it was... Perfect. It was, yeah, perfect, perfect timing. Not Serendipitous. Anything. I thought, oh, that's great, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you made it happen. You made it. You so will. Oh, you know, people yeah, speak, yeah. talk about like speaking things into existence. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, great. And then five million dollars just fell from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> it? It's coming soon. Akan datang. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when you look at that situation that you're in, and I've seen your videos as well. There's this one where you crawl out of a, a cave. Oh, this was canyoning. So canyoning it's like a, a, a kind of like tunnel in the rock mm-hmm. and there's like water flowing. Yeah. yeah. And, and when I watch you do it, and I say this because like I've watched videos of myself uh, doing random stuff mm-hmm. and I'm always like, why do I look so scared or, or cautious? <laughs> like, you know, I have this look on my face like, I'm about to die. But when I when I watch you do it, right, you're like, hey, and then da, 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 da. And it, you know, is it because you know there's a camera in front of you and okay, Sophia's on. Oh, 
have you always just been like that? And if the camera is not on, you're still going to be, you know, or you embracing just have the moment. No fear. You just like, yeah. I have fear. I'm a human being. I feel <laughs> <Okay>. fear. <laughs> you don't look it, no. Yeah. I, it, part of it is I know that a camera's on me. Yeah. And I'm, well, if I'm going to get this message across that, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> adventure, is, adventure yeah. is an attitude, yeah, then yeah. I need to embody that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very in my element when I'm doing things okay. like that. And a lot of the times, the things like that where they're particularly physically challenging, you can't. I mean, it would take a lot of willpower to act a different yeah. way, you yeah. know, because you're very vulnerable in that moment. So mm-hmm. whatever emotion you're feeling does tend to come to the surface. But I have been shy before, mm-hmm. and that was when I was younger. And actually, I debated, and that made me more confident. Okay. Wow. So I used to be quite shy, and then I started debating competitively, and that is... <laughs> yeah, that'll get you out of your shell. Oh, yeah, it really does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, that's a quite a big scene in Singapore. I debated against a lot of Singaporean schools. Really? They're really wow. into it, yeah. Okay. They are really into it. Oh, when yeah. was this? I didn't have debate. I would call that arguing back in the day. <laughs> it wouldn't be debating. It's a <laughs> argument. Yeah. So when I was 16, I went to the world finals of this debate competition, and it was at Yale University and that for me was like the single most inspiring moment of my childhood where everyone there was just I was in awe of my peers Mm -hmm. because everyone there was like creme de la creme like driven and and it really brought me out of my shell don't get into an argument with her. I, I, I wouldn't want Don't to. Don't get into a fight. Into <laughs> oh, yeah. Argument. Right, exactly, right. Yeah. She's covered on all levels. Send her shin right up to your face. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you watch MMA? Do you watch Muay Thai? This is, yeah, you know, I don't. Mm. People find that very surprising because I enjoy the training. Mm. But I, there's something I don't actually like about watching people in the ring <laughs> hurting really? each other. It sounds so bizarre. Yeah, and yeah. you did it. <laughs> I, I know. But I just, I, I can't watch it. I can do it and I can train, mm. but mm. I don't like seeing it necessarily. Mm. I do get yeah. it though. I, right. I, I get it. You, I actually, yeah. yeah, I know people who, you know, train mm-hmm. and they spar, but they don't compete. Nor do they watch people watch, compete. Yeah. They don't want to mm-hmm. watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have like the little kids that do it. Mm. Like, have you seen like, you know, in, in <laughs> Thailand, they have the matches. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy. They get like knocked, knocked oh, clean yeah. out and yeah. Yeah, and, and they're like, like the kids. It's like holy moly! It just doesn't feel no, it doesn't yeah, feel right. It doesn't phase them at all, no, though. That's the thing. When you're a kid, it's just like you yeah. know, you just go mm, for it. When yeah, we're adults, so we're like, true. oh, don't hit me up. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. we're a bit more cautious sure. about it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we learn fear. Is mm. that uh, true to say? I've actually had conversations about this recently when yeah? I've said I have no idea what it is, but I'm starting to get uh, like a little more wary or cautious or mm-hmm. fearful of things that I wasn't before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? Do I just, as, it, as I get older, do I just now have more context for things that can go wrong? Whereas <laughs> yes. younger, you're, you know, you don't think anything's going to go wrong? Well, Gala, let me tell you, I'm the <laughs> oldest one here. Reach deep into your mm. memory, to it, those black and white memories. I, <laughs> you know what I feel like? I feel like it's also because you quote unquote have more to lose. Mm. You know, at this point in my life, right? Yeah. I've, you, you know me, mm-hmm. and the whole part of our show and our dynamic is we used to date. Yeah, yeah, for a while. And, and yeah. now we're just doing a radio show mm-hmm. together because that's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we used to fly all the time yep. and I love roller coasters mm-hmm. so much, right? I realize as I get older, I get more scared to fly. Mm. Really? Because a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I have a wife, I have a dog. Mm-hmm. I start thinking to myself, what if I'm not there to feed Sophie? That's the name of my <laughs> Who's dog. Gonna be, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to feed Sophie? Yeah. My dad might forget. <laughs> you know, I, 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 these things creep into my head and then I have to remind myself, well, okay, no, no, you're just being crazy. Mm. Well, for me, when I try new things, especially you're so adventurous mm. and then you, you know, 
climb off the side of things and stuff like that. I'm just thinking, if I break something, how yeah. long is it going to take for me to recover? Like, how long am I going to be in the situation? Mm. You know, because the older you get, the yeah. longer things take to recover. So, yeah, I broke my ankle once upon a time, not too long ago. And I remember that. Yeah, it was like a month that it took. So, I'm just thinking, as I get older, if I did that again, touch wood, mm. touching my head. <laughs> <laughs> how long is it going to take to, you know, get over that? Three months? She's I, like I think, old people problems. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I can't relate. I can't relate. Well, that's just what I'm thinking. When I was younger, I didn't really think yeah. about this kind of and, stuff. And you bounce you know? back faster, I think, when you are younger. Yes. Yeah. Like I remember, like these like tales from back then. Yes, in the black and white era, where I would like go out drinking and then like do the morning show with two hours of sleep. Yeah. Sort of stories. I couldn't do that now. You know, I'm like, okay, shit, it's 10 o'clock. I go go to bed <laughs> yeah, right now, right. you know? I think that definitely is something that comes with age, like physically. Mm. I mean, my joints feel fantastic. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Show off. Open yeah, wound, I mean, insert salt. But then there's something, there's a, there's a dimension to something you were saying there with flights and flying. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's ultimate, like, you know, on a, a primal level, it's the fear of death, which yeah. is something I've actually in the last year had to explore a lot. And my mum mm. doesn't really like this, that I have to, to speak about death people. But right. I interviewed a couple athletes um, who you know they live on the edge of their mortality when they're doing what they do so I spoke to a guy who climbed Mount Everest wow. I spoke to Yoki Soma who's one of the best wingsuit pilots in the world mm. And wingsuit like those things that people jump like out of planes like a flying squirrel like yeah. you jump yeah. off a cliff and just like fly over the terrain glide yeah. kind of yeah, thing things <laughs> like that so obviously when I speak to these people I have to bring death up because they mm -hmm. they face their mortality every day so obviously they've thought about it it's quite interesting the way they think about it um, they they don't fear it they mm. don't have that fear they don't want to die of course they don't have that fear yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's just a fact of just embracing the life that they have mm -hmm. yeah and they're just living in the moment that mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah you know? it's strange because but i also have quite a pragmatic uh, approach to death now that i have been speaking <laughs> sure. to with people about it and okay. my mum hates it i'm sure yeah so th the other day facebook sent me a message saying we've done this thing now where if you memorialize an account you get a legacy contact uh -huh. and so all your details get passed over to them right and i was like this is fantastic mm -hmm. this is great logistically like this works so well <laughs> so i selected my legacy account was my friend i got a text from her being like, what is this about? Yeah. Oh Why? Gosh. Why you and choose I me? Said, Camilla, you're a fantastic writer. I know you'll write uh. me a wonderful eulogy. <laughs> oh you can connect to my parents with my friends and organize everything. She goes, you're crazy, but brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> She's planning ahead. I know. <laughs> That's what it is. Way far ahead, right. but still planning ahead. Do you have days or moments where you just feel like, oh, enough? <laughs> Or is it all like adventure for you it, right now? Absolutely not. Yeah? I think because I have a quite a high octane and yeah. upbeat style of presenting, a mm -hmm. lot of people will say like you're very positive yeah. and obviously smiley in my photos and everything. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I, my, my life is not this great adrenaline-fueled race. Like sometimes I have down days. How do you get yourself feel, out of that? Again, I'm just remembering the bigger picture. The only way through is through. I, that's something I always say to myself when mm -hmm. I don't feel great. The only way through is through. And it does end. And you are tougher than you think you are. Mm. <laughs> what are you thinking the moment before you jump off a cliff? <laughs> I'm looking I mean, at the photo, right, on her Instagram. Yeah. And she's like got this smile and you were posing as you're jumping yes, off. Yeah. I'm like, huh? <laughs> how? How does that come about I mean it's, I don't do it all the time sure. I've got friends who are base jumpers who don't feel a rush at all when they jump because they've it, done it so many times yeah, you know yeah. you get used to it so mm -hmm. I don't I still do feel the rush but um, I I, t 
I, I, tr- I trust that everything works, everything's in place. Yeah. And I just focused on that particular photo. So it's me jumping off this uh, gondola in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It's the bungee jump from outdoor interlaken. So you jump over an alpine lake, 134 meters out of a gondola. Mm-hmm. And in the photo, I have like twisted around to face the photographer. <laughs> And I got my hands up, like doing something like this. Yeah, I'm doing a pose. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought, I just want to get a cool picture here. That's all I'm going to think about. Do it for the gram. I will get uh, the camera will click, and then everything that happens after that is going to be like three seconds. Uh, it will it will end. <laughs> no matter what. I was just in, about in to ask some way. What, yeah. is, what is going through her head at that time? Yeah, apparently it's smile. Yeah, <laughs> it is just smile. Yeah. It, it was a perfect picture, perfectly timed, mm. and I think that's the one you put like a. Uh, 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 an emoji of your mom's response. <laughs> it was or my mom's text. It was, reply. huh? Okay. It's just a single emoji, and like, the emoji's face is is not happy. It's no. like a squirming face <laughs> reply. Yeah. Can't imagine that. Yeah. Actually, when I went skydiving, I didn't tell my Ooh. mom till after I did it, and she was like, "I'm uh. so glad you told me after because if you if you did before, mm. I would not have let you go." And I was like, "That's exactly why." That's what I, I did didn't as well. You. The yeah. first time I did a tandem jump, I told <laughs> my family afterwards. Right. But skydiving is something that I really want to do, so I'm planning. So long. On getting my certification oh, next year. Well done. Oh, Good job. Okay. Like to do that. Yeah. Work towards that, girl. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, if there's anything we've learned today, is don't tell your parents if you're going to do dangerous shit. <laughs> Yes. Is that it? Yeah, that, that I mean, that's really why I'm here. It's the moral of the story. Okay. Up, well, <laughs> if she's done it, I've done it. I mean, there's got to be a system going on somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've always wanted to do it, but I think it's too late. I've hit that age where I like, Nola. what? Yeah, see, going back to what we just talked about, mm-hmm. yeah. even flying, I'm like, okay, mm, can you imagine jumping out of a plane? Yeah. <laughs> I know you've done it. Yeah, 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 you've done it. What the you, hell? You bring me with you and then I kick you out. And then Do you <laughs> know what? Bungee jumping mm. is so much worse mm. than yeah. a skydive. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I, I imagine that it's it wrecks your spine or your joints because... You know, I have I'm one of my friends is married to an optician here, mm. and uh, apparently, if you are prone to certain eye problems, oh? you do spongy jump it, it can, like, Something happens. But, oh, to your eyes? It's not that your what? eyes pop out or something. It's like five what? years down the line, you might have like something something wrong with your eyes. Okay, that's know. just scary now. I just need to Google this now. <laughs> Eye problems after bungee it's very jumping. Rare, but sometimes. Because yes. of the impact, is it? Like when you're going down and the yeah, fling it's back too, up? It's too much of a you know, whiplash. Yeah. The whiplash, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a good bungee jump shouldn't have that. Okay. It should I, just I, I you should know. just you should just bounce back. But come back to skydiving. It's so it's you have to try it because yeah. the only time where you really feel you know that sensation when you drop and your guts are floating, that yeah, kind of feeling. Yeah. That's like two seconds, and then you hit terminal velocity, mm-hmm. and it feels like you're just floating. Yeah. Hmm. There's an eye fly here. You should do the eye fly. Okay, but <laughs> you'll feel yeah. like the flying squirrel. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. See, the eye fly I would do because you know you're in a little capsule right. thing, yeah. and you know you're not jumping out in of a plane, sky, so yeah. it's not that. <laughs> You don't have that fear. What is your concern with it? With what? The, fe- the feeling of skydiving that you you that's um, like landing. I don't know, jumping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the landing. The landing. Jumping out of an actual plane. You don't have to think about that. Someone else will take care of it for you. So very vastly yeah. more qualified than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. But then, when you're alone yeah. at night, the night before, <laughs> you think to yourself, oh. what if that guy is having a bad day? Oh. What if what if he's not feeling well? No. What if his wife just divorced him? <laughs> you, you know, then, thoughts like then, that. Then he shouldn't be on shift. To <laughs> what? You don't know these things, but then yeah. again, back to what you were talking about before. You don't know anything that's going to happen, so why yeah. think about it, right? Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, life is 
life is risk. Everything yeah. you do every day. And True. people always say, you know, especially with mountaineers that who, you know, sadly perish on the slopes yep. or people that die in accidents. There's often this tendency to say they were selfish or they weren't taking precautions, but risk is all relative. Mm. I don't know if you've seen Free Solo, Alex Honnold climbing El Cap. Um, I mean, the, the, okay, Free Solo meaning the, climbing without like a harness. Yeah, yeah, that was a that just won uh, Oscar. It was a movie, oh, yeah. right? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, right. no, but I'm, risk is all relative. So people that will climb these mountains, if you were gonna go and do it, your risk is very, very high. Yeah, yeah, but with no training, is, they they are the, all these people I know are highly analytical Political, supremely mm. aware, tightly controlled, yeah. you know, so their risk goes down and they just love doing it. How can you take that away from someone? How can you say they were selfish? Mm. Mm. That's a very good point. It's insightful, yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And I think the more you uh, expose yourself to a certain thing, whether it be, you know, Muay Thai, it be rock climbing, whatever, you understand the risks, you mitigate the risks. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's when you, it was when you deliberately you know we want to push past push past risks when you when you're aware of risks mm. for example say you were base jumping and you decided to jump somewhere where you know there are winds that are slightly dodgy and unreliable if you know that and you go anyway then you know you're you're Cheating. vastly increasing <laughs> yeah. you're testing fate there, happening yeah. yeah yeah but you can be responsible with all these things right. okay um Sophia, what advice would you give someone if they're feeling like they need a little direction in their life? Because you seem to have a pretty solid grasp of who you are, what you are. You got it all figured out. I don't have it, it all. No one has no. it all figured mm-hmm. out. It's mm-hmm. what you need to realize. Like, the older I get, and this is you don't think this is particularly old, do, do you? But no. the older I get, <laughs> the more I realize no one has it figured out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really don't. I spent, like, a, a lot of people will say that I seem older than I actually am. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's for various reasons. I'm an only child. I spent most of my upbringing with just adults in my domestic sphere. I, ah. I was hung out with people that were a little bit older. But yeah, I, like I said, the older I get, no one has it figured out. You think you need to remember that. My ex, who I was in a relationship with for the last couple of years, he was in his late 20s. All my friends who were like in their 20s and 30s, people in their like 40s and 50s are still figuring things out. Yeah. And we all look at each other now because we have this comparative culture because of social media we can see what other people are doing and everyone looks like they have it figured out but you you have to trust that they don't they really don't mm-hmm. and like i said before um the thing that i i actually just said in this interview which i really like and i'm gonna go right <laughs> down somewhere is that um in life there are plenty of excuses not to do things the challenge is to do them that's the hard part that's mm-hmm. what i always think about when i'm faced with something difficult you know, it's either that or the only way through is through. Right. I am going to go home and I'm going to iron my clothes. <laughs> I've been putting that off for like three days. Good for it. you. Good for you, Mr. Young. You do that. Do you take an adventurous approach to that ironing? I really do. I will. I will. <laughs> oh. Maybe hang from the ceiling while you iron. Yeah. Like, you know, just do something adventurous, okay? Upside yeah. down. Yeah. Okay. Sophia, what's in the future? For her I know. or for us? No, no, well, <laughs> asking like the ball, the crystal ball. <laughs> ironing my clothes. That's in right. my future. But <laughs> what about your future? I have no idea what's in the future. Is that I think exciting? That is exciting. I mean, it's scary, but mm-hmm. it's exciting. All I can do is work towards it. But I try not to take the time for granted. You know, I'm. it's actually quite arrogant to assume I can plan like 10, 20 years ahead. I just need to be thankful for now. And um, hopefully I can execute some of the things I'm working towards, like with my presenting and acting and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Photography well, as well? 
Photography is a hobby, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I sell landscape photography prints. Ah, so so it's not really a hobby anymore. Yeah,、uh, yeah. You know, this is the thing. Like nowadays with Instagram, I feel like everyone's a photographer. Yeah, like, yeah. So、mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting, right? But I guess maybe. I mean, if you're selling something, you must、mm. be pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>、right? exactly. <laughs> People will buy anything nowadays, though. Oh, definitely. Because very... there's like famous influencers who will like sell their bathwater. Yeah, there's that. That was that. That, yeah,、uh, that that girl. I forgot her name, but we are living in a crazy world. Really, yeah. Uh, yeah.、Mm-hmm. But social media is something I think about a lot because obviously it's a tool that I utilize for what、mm-hmm. I want to do. And I think what's really annoying to see is people who are perpetually on holiday and they're always happy <laughs>、mm-hmm. and they're beautiful、mm-hmm. and you don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, I'm like, how are you there?、Mm-hmm. And, it, and to me, when I look at accounts like that, it just seems like this big flex.、Mm-hmm. You know, like that they they enjoy sh- making people envious, and it's all look what I have and you don't. Look where I am and you're not. And I don't want to be like that. I'm very、yeah. conscious of that because、mm-hmm. I know I'm dealing with a similar topic in travel.、Yep. I want to. Share experiences that are genuinely informative, that are comedy, that、mm-hmm. are honest. I don't want to be, be part of a narrative that makes people feel bad about their lives. Yeah, yeah. And also, I want to know where these people are getting their money from to be able to travel I, so yeah, much. Yeah, I know. Like, where is the money raining、yeah. from for you? <laughs> Just get a green screen、mm. and Photoshop and learn Photoshop. You're good. Influencers <laughs> and such, some of them don't get a good rap.、No. I think there is a, there's a perception that being in media. Uh, you just have to be gifted and then discovered,、mm-hmm. but it's not. I mean, I know for me personally, it's a lot of hard work. It's、oh, about、yeah. showing up and being professional and、mm-hmm. putting those hours in.、Um, I I take every freelance gig I can get. I reinvest that money back into myself to develop skills that can make me more capable of what I want to be doing. But I do think that authenticity and believability are at an all time low across many many、mm-hmm. industries, and、mm-hmm. that will prove to be. Danger to some, but a long-term defining opportunity for others. I think it's really refreshing today, like talking to her and being、yeah. that she's so young. You really got a good head on your shoulders. So thank you. I hope you stay that way. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia, thank you so much for being here. It、thank、has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. You know, the thing that struck me the most about Sophia is that for someone that young,、mm-hmm. she has so much confidence. You gotta like it. And she made me jealous, but in a good way because she's done so many things. Now I want to check off my bucket list. <laughs> you know.、Uh, tell you what, if you enjoyed the conversations that we're having, hey, let us know.、Mm-hmm. All right, drop us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe or follow on Spotify if you haven't already done so. And of course, if you live in Singapore, we do the Power Breakfast Show on Power ninety eight Love Songs every weekday morning six to nine a.m. So take us along with you on the ride as you're headed to work, stuck in a jam. We'll try to relieve some of that <laughs> and, pressure. Yeah, and keep you company. Hopefully, make you chuckle a little bit <laughs> with our silliness. Absolutely.、Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the next episode. Of course, as always, dropping in two weeks' time. Yep. Paul Foster.、Uh, yeah. You've definitely seen him on TV, seen him around at events as、mm-hmm. well, and man,、um, he has so many other things going for him as well. He's a stand-up guy. He doesn't do stand-up comedy. He's、oh. just a stand-up guy. Yeah, <laughs> he should too. He's、yeah. quite funny. He is.、Um, so yeah, Paul Foster. Look out for him in the next episode. Oh, for the love of life.